Hey, everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for... This ain't no party. This ain't no disco. This ain't no fooling around. Unspun. No fooling around, man. We only got a couple minutes here. Clearly, I'm not in my usual environment. I know. It's crazy. And, and you know, my, my little song references the nuttiness that is Vancouver politics. <laughs> it's like, what a week. What's happening? What a week. It looks like a war zone on Hastings. And then, I mean. Oh, well, there's that. And then John Cooper bailing. So let's talk first about, uh, yeah, that, let's talk about John Cooper first. Okay. Because uh, I think that was came a shocker to me. I think it was a shocker to everybody. Um, and I think it's really uh, shows some holes in the NPA plan. Uh, you know, I think John had the most confidence to, to pull it off. Um, but clearly his plan has failed uh, and he couldn't, uh, whatever, for whatever reason, I think there were the board and him did not see eye to eye, which is no surprise given that board drove away, uh, you know, almost every councillor except for Melissa de Genova. So, you know, here we now have a landscape that's changed significantly uh, in a way, but maybe not in a way. Can I, I, pop, I still don't think it changes the outcome. Can I pop in on just on John? Cooper yeah. uh, and when it all went down, um, I ended up having a conversation with him before the news broke, before the release went out. And he is, you know, Mr. High Road. Um, he could yeah, he, he could be saying, I think, a lot more that you and I have sort of dug around and nosed around and more to come on that um, as we mm -hmm. confirm some a few things. But uh, quality human, quality man. And uh, oftentimes when we hear the I'm um, just going to spend some more time with family. There's more to that story for sure. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, you and I have talked, you and I, classic, right? But you and I have talked about some of the issues with regard to the board at the MPA. And, and you know, you've put my mind at ease that the board is very separate from. And, and yet there are mm -hmm. so many things that are starting to appear like maybe there's something more to this. So we'll stay on top of it as we count down. Yeah. I, right. I, I think given what I know about happened last time, uh, the board was very intrusive in the election campaign. And I think, think that maybe hasn't changed. And I think generally in, in an election campaign with a political party, there's the, there's a party administration and then there's the campaign. They are completely separate bodies generally. And I'm not talking about the NPA. This is all political campaigns. Generally the campaign team comes in. It's, it's, it's the candidates team. They bring in their people that they have experience with that know right. what they're doing, right. uh, and they know how to help that person win. Uh, they get are given all the power to do whatever they need to do, whether it be fundraising, advertising, all that stuff. The boards of these organizations are supposed to sit back and just go, okay, we've, we've laid the groundwork uh, for our party to win, and here we've chosen this person now right. through a different, usually a democratic process, usually. Um, and now we'll let them go and see if what they do. Uh, whether that happened or not, I, I don't think it did with John. I don't know, but I think it seems like uh, he wouldn't leave. I don't think because of family. It is tough. I know that it is tough in your family, and it's exhausting politics. Believe me, that's part of you know one of the Especially reasons I got out. I looked. All those pieces that you just explained aren't in place the way they need yeah, to be in order 100%. to be successful. Um, yeah. You referenced last week um, how sort of the 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 play here for the. the I mean, everything is adding. The equation's adding up to the incumbent retaking the mayoral office and some speculate there's been some pretty wide speculation since john announced that he is no longer running for mayor that this actually plays into colleen hardwick's uh camp a little bit but incumbency matters is what you say on your twitter 
Yes, and I, we still don't know if MPA is going to run a candidate, which, of course, will siphon more votes away from the right-leaning side of the vote, voting spectrum. Um, it's really where the centrists are going to land in Vancouver, as usual, that mushy middle that we talk about all the time here. Um, where are they going to put their vote? When they go into that voting booth, are they going to say, yeah, Colleen is the person for me? Uh, is Mark Marison the person for me? Uh, is uh, Ken Sim the guy? You know, Or is it is it Kennedy Stewart? When there's no other choices and you have... Uh, an NDP mayor, basically, who's being pro-business and pro-development. So he's he's certainly not anti-business as far as his decisions in council over the last four years, as compared to, say, Colleen Hardwick, um, ironically, who would be seen as center-right, uh, has been against most of many developments in the city or abstained. Wah whatever abstain. you know what can Ooh. you can you just speak to that because you got rolled a, a little on twitter on the back and forth uh on colleen hardwick's uh record with regard to what she did and did mm -hmm. not vote for or against and how many times oh, it was she not did. there right i mean does not show up for the tough votes that is speaks volumes from my point of view from leadership and to vote to abstain is a vote in support so just vote in favor of it what are you afraid of to me i just think it's weak it's weak i don't care who you are i i think to abstain uh to recuse to leave the room because you have a conflict 100 i did that three or four times right. when i was in office i never abstained uh and i took the heat when i had voted against because i and, and i believe it, i took a lot of heat uh, for a lot of things, some of them were developments that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe funders uh, that of the NPA would have, were really mad at me. And I said, but the project doesn't make sense. It, the, the support's not there. And there's this and this and this wrong with it. I, I don't think I can support it. Um, you know, so I think, uh, you know, I, but I took the heat and I took the heat on the other side, too, on other but issues. But you take and the heat, George. Taking... And that's how you and I actually met, because you would take the heat and then you would show up and explain yourself which I think is something that's kind of oh. lost in where we're at now. There's this sort of, this is mm -hmm. what we did. And then, you know, somebody closes their mouth and tosses away the key. You would actually step yeah. forward and say, here's why I voted against it, or here's why I voted mm -hmm. for it. And I, I think we need more of that. And, and you know what else we need more of, if I may? We need more presence of our leaders uh, and to stop campaigning from the second that they're, you know, uh, elected into office and actually do something and we are seeing a, yeah. an explosion of of violence and upheaval and and frightened people that have nowhere to go clashing with police who are frustrated by the fact that here it lands in their lap again because there has mm -hmm. been no action taken you've been calling for action on many levels whether it be oppenheimer crab park Strathcona or the tent city along Hastings street like what we witnessed down there in the last couple of days has really been not just troubling but but frightening on a, on a, on a new level. Yeah, it's interesting. Obviously I have some good sources, uh, at city hall, uh, you know, what happened on the first day of this cleanup, if anybody has had a chance, a horrible chance to see what happens, what the downtown East side has turned into over the last several years, it's been going on for a long time, but the last couple of years, it's made it even worse. And especially Brutal. since the, we've pushed and, yeah. the camp, the campers out of, out of the parks, they've now sort of set, they set up tents at on Hastings street in Vancouver, which is, uh, you know, the original downtown of the city and now became uh, where, uh, you know, it's you know, poverty row, whatever we call it. There's it's it's just like if you if you if you're American, you would call it a slum. Um, you would or just, a ghetto. Uh, that, a ghetto. That is the term. Whatever. Yeah, that is yeah. the term. 
Um, and it's, it's tragic. And in behind, there's all these tents on the sidewalk. In behind all these tents is empty retail that's now been turned into uh, facilities for all these people who are on the street. So there's like grocery stores, like they're free, free food, free furniture, free everything. Absolutely, these people are in very dire straits, um, but it's become like, so it became like, it's like a magnet. Um, and the city for many years, this is not new, have been uh, complacent in their, the way it used to work is they would say in the morning, they'd come and they'd see a tent somewhere, whether it be in a park or on a sidewalk and they'd staff, engineering staff would go up and say, you can't be here. You gotta, let's pack it up and help you pack it up. Let's, yeah. let's, let's move it along. You can't be here. You know, you're all, they were, they let them, we used to, we've always let them sleep on the sidewalks or wherever overnight, but in the morning, generally the way it used to work in the parks and on the streets was that you just can't be here all day in front of this doorstep. I have a guy that sleeps in my doorstep almost every night. He opens the door uh, for me when I come in to record. Yeah, yeah, exactly. His he's name's Kevin nice. and he's, yeah. he Hi, sleeps, Kevin. he's, yeah, he's got good days and bad days, yeah. but you know, we come in and say, hey, Kevin, uh, <laughs> You can't, you can't be, we have, we have people coming in and my staff and can you just, and he, so he, he eventually gets up and moves along if you're yeah. kind to him and explain the situation. That's the way it used to work. So now for whatever reason, whether it was Vision Vancouver's complacent attitude, which they definitely were, they were open, they, they kind of didn't want to push the envelope. And I think they pushed that through to staff. Maybe there were staff people previously, but I think that there is this looking at what's happening. What happened that day? So this is two days ago. There were two things that were happening. It was a starting day of this to clean up this thing, to start helping these people move because the fire, the police, the fire department had said you, there had been a thousand fires. Yeah. On Crazy. This one block, two block. Yeah. And so the fire department said, you have to move to, to the city of Vancouver. You need to remove these tents. You can't, this is not safe. We can't even get to the fire hydrants. There was a fire in a building and the firefighters couldn't find the plug-in for their hose to put the fire out. And they said, this is not safe. Okay. You talk about human rights of the people on the street. Sure. But what about the human rights of the people inside the building? If people had died inside that building because we couldn't get to them, whose human rights are we talking about then? Shouldn't they be all human rights? Um, and so I think that, uh, you know, you need to, the, the, so the, police, the city took this very seriously, finally. And uh, two days ago, they started, began it's a little slower. It's a complicated process. They literally are taking pictures, staff, of all of the things that these people say they're, they they own. So they have, they have these tents that have been there months. They've got all this, this stuff and staff are taking pictures of them and they're filing because they're providing free bins. storage. They can't yep. provide homes. Bins and storage. storage. Yeah. yeah. Bin storage. We'll put them away. We're taking pictures of every single thing so that when the person comes, they can, if anything gets lost, they will replace it. Um, whether they ever come back for their stuff or not, it's hard to say, but they're doing this and this takes time. Um, so that started two days ago, this process, uh, but at simultaneously, the whole craziness happened inside with the Carnegie, Carnegie Center, madness. And there was an attack on the police. And there was, and so, okay, that appears the police maybe uh, overreacted. And they put like, there was like 50 police officers and they cut off the streets and it looked very dramatic. Very it looked US, very military. Like, it did. It did. Very military. And it was kind of 100% separate to what was going on two blocks away. Meanwhile, the engineering staff were just over there doing their thing on the side streets, doing their thing, helping these people cleaning up. But over here, there's this chaos. And so the, the two were connected, which they're not connected. Um, and so it's unfortunate because I think they're that the, the staff are, are doing what, what I, I've always said, you just got to move these people along. And now it's going to take a long time because there's a lot of them down there. They got a lot of stuff. As I said, they're taking pictures. They're being very careful. They're being respectful. Uh, I have, I, I tweeted that out to Sarah Blythe, uh, who's, you know, very active down there. And she didn't respond to this one way. I said, well, how are, how is it today? Cause she was very, you know, 
angry about that first day. Yeah. I think she was connecting the two. A lot of people yeah. were. Uh, but when I said she's very frustrated, there's no question. Uh, respond. Yeah. But yeah. I think that staff and I think the, her t people, like the people that she's working with down there and herself, they, they are actually working together with staff. Um, and I, I don't get a sense that there's, uh, uh, you know, rage happening over there. They're, you know, they, they don't have homes for all these people. And BC Housing sent out a press release saying, we don't have homes for everybody. Sorry. But these are, you know, homeless. They just, they can remain homeless, which is sucks. But uh, they just can't remain homeless on that sidewalk and encroaching onto the street and making it uh, impossible for firefighters to get into the building, but also putting lives in danger on the street, including the people who are in those tents. So it's a complicated question. process. And I, I have think a question. that the staff have the right, the right attitude. And I think for the long term, just to finish, this will be a continued, I hope, process that will go back to what we used to have, which was move along. We can't see on the sidewalk, 7 a.m. now, time to move your tent out. I think that we're going to see that. And this has this is not coming from the politicians, I don't think. This is not coming from a directive from Kennedy Stewart. This is thanks to the fire department right. saying, you got to do this. So, and then staff going, let's do it. Let me jump in here. Two things. Number one, yeah. my battery is going to die on my laptop. Bad planning. I'm away, as you can see. Not okay. major. But so if I go away, you can continue to answer and wrap up the podcast <laughs> um, because we're doing okay. this abridged version. I want to know where is the mayor where i know where when you you yeah. keep saying staff staff police police and and they're you know sandy garcino who i really he should respect have explained and but that's just it george thank you where is how come i can explain it mayor and he can't he he should have explained it these are two different things yeah staff are down here doing this thing this is an incident that was maybe there was a slightly overreaction right but it was this Here's was happening, what's happening here this is happening here he but he could have stepped Separate forward and said, but all I've seen from him on the downtown east side is him like posing in front of some graffiti with a well-known, you know, advocate. That's it. Yep. It's a photo op. That's a photo op and a press release and a strongly worded letter. And if I see another photo op, press release, strongly worded letter <laughs> combination, but I'm, I'm prepared to give this particular politician props just for doing his job. Just show up. Just do something. Yeah, Leave know. it better than you found it. If this is the end of your term as mayor, which it might be, might not be, might be reelected, maybe, but do I something because this I, is abysmal. I wrote that column two years ago saying his Achilles heel is the tent cities. I, and people said, ah, you guys are so wrong about that. Ha ha. This is his Achilles heel. These tents, whether they be in parks or on the sidewalks, and the fact that he didn't come out uh, and speak in a way that was clear and, and showed leadership, that's going to hurt him. But is it going to hurt him enough? I don't know. I don't know. I think this this split in the right. It's. I just think. I. I just don't see a path to victory for any of the other uh, people on the right side of the spectrum. I think it's a split vote. It should be a folding of tents. It should be a folding of tents on the right. It, there should be. There should be two, yeah. maybe three total representatives running for mayor, so this city or, can get or be like New York, do a runoff. Do a runoff. Do a runoff. And you know what, George? Candidates. That is a fantastic idea. But you can't because of the Vancouver Charter. <laughs> well, the provincial government decides how these things happen. But uh, well, yeah, there could be a runoff. It. That would be interesting. I think this you see political parties popping up everywhere now uh, in, in municipal politics. And so we're going to see this problem happening where there's going to be multiple parties and chaos series happening. We've got parties in New Westminster now. Uh, you know, you're going to see this happening. I think it's partly in re regards to the financial changes to election and financial reform. Yeah. Uh, that's why these parties are, are starting up. Um, so, you know, the days of independence are dead. Uh, clearly, there are no, no independents running of significance in this election campaign in Vancouver or anywhere. 
except for maybe Brad West, <laughs> but who, who uh, did announce his re, re, he, he did yeah, announce like, this week. What I wonder if, anybody, if anybody's going to run against Brad West. Do we know if anybody's running against Brad West? Oh, what? he had 85% of the vote last I know. time. Like, why bother? I know. I mean, seriously. Although the big rumor is, uh, is I, I hear uh, that Quitlam, uh, whether or not that, uh, whether or not um, uh, that Mayor Stewart will be running again, and that would be interesting. I would say that Craig Hodge, who's the, got the most uh, points or votes in the last election as a councillor, will likely be the candidate. There's an, there's an example of a city that also works really closely together as a council. They don't have they don't have that kind of political silliness that we see in Vancouver and Surrey. Um, they really are. They're like a board of directors. And that's a good example. I think you look at the, even though they're smaller towns, we need to start looking at those communities and, and see how they operate and think about how come they're so effective at getting things done in their in their communities because they're not uh, playing politics all the time. You've got four years. Play politics in the last year. Work Please. together for three years. Please. And then, but I, that's not going to happen because party politics. So whatever happens this election, you're still going to have two or three parties and you're going to see the same BS. The only way it won't happen is if one party, like Vision, dominates. And so the other parties, like when I was there, you know, I'm just, hello, can anybody hear me? Uh, you know, that's, that's, and, you know, they got their job done that they wanted done. And that's yeah. uh, effective administration, but it's uh, not the best uh, democracy. But, hey, you know, you vote them out and that's what happened. They're gone now. Vision doesn't exist. So really, I mean, okay, there's a couple of people, but really it's gone. Yeah. You well, I mean, go. speaking of going, I got to go, but I mean, there's so much we could talk about. So let's, let's reset for next week. Unspunpodcast.com is where you uh, subscribe to this. It comes straight to your email inbox. If you should uh, decide you need a little bit more Joe and George in your life, uh, you can follow George. I keep referencing your Twitter. It's so active and I, I really do enjoy you on social media. George. Underscore. <laughs> Aflac Georgia underscore Aflac. I'm at Jody Vance. Jody with the Y at Jody Vance. Uh, I'm headed off to a charity event. I got a. I'm sporting um, the Alice Sanctuary in Alberta. Jan Arden invited me to come and help uh, support that. And I want to give a shout out to Horseshit.ca, another initiative I'm working with Jan on to stop the live transport of we horses to e. Japan. There you go. I'm sorry. Oh, horses hit. I could have said it that way. Okay. Okay. See you later, George. I'm off to Canmore. All right. Good luck. Yeah. See you later. We'll see you next week. Bye.